J. Pierre Raven, and you are listening to the Love Right Now Show. The Love Right Now Show is an authentic conversation about being present and leaning on love. And we are in episode six, entitled, When It Hurts, Say It. As always, I am just feeling really great to be in this space. So happy to be back here talking about my favorite subject, love, loving ourselves, and doing what's absolutely best for ourselves, and being present and really just appreciating our lives and being present in the moments that we create that eventually become memories. So thank you for joining me. I'm really, really happy to be back. And as I have been for the last few shows, I do want to start the show off with recognizing a person or group of individuals who are self-love slaying (laughs) in these streets. And I'm going to have to give it up to the queen Cicely Tyson Cicely Tyson turned 93 years young this past December and on April 27th she was honored in the hands and feet ceremony outside of the Turner Classic Movies Chinese Theater Um, this is a very prestigious ceremony And it involves the honoree to put their hands and feet in the cement. And this is marked with the honoree's name. Ms. Tyson talks about an early in her career, um, arriving and walking down Hollywood and, and seeing these hands and these feet of people that she admired and never thought that she herself would be an honoree. The ceremony included the screening of her 1972 film Sounder. Um, but a fun and interesting fact is she did not sit through the film because it is not customary for Miss Tyson to watch herself on screen. Um, but she was absolutely elated. And if you saw the photos if you haven't please please um, look them up she is radiant and definitely self-love slaying because miss tyson is most certainly taking very good care of herself and um, 93 years young that is definitely aging goals okay so sarah cicely tyson Much congratulations 
much love on this well-deserved honor. Um, just keep inspiring us and making us so proud. Um, and wow, and April 27th is, is a very um, cool day for me too, because it's actually the day that my chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Kappa Mu was chartered. So I thought that was pretty cool, but congrats, congrats, congrats. Queen Cicely Tyson keeps self-love slaying in the streets. <laughs> Woo! I just, if I could just follow her around for a whole day to just get an understanding of what this regimen is. But I bet it has a lot to do with protecting her sacred space and not letting anything, if at all possible, disrupt her peace. So sending her love and light and holding her um, in love and in light. So um, I wanted to chat today about when it hurts, say it. And I've actually, um, I've had conversations about this um, with um, my tribe sisters and settings at the studio here in Houston, Texas. When I do guided meditation, um, we often do reflection after the meditation. And um, this past Saturday, I was talking to a tribe sister about this subject, and I've, and I've talked about this subject um, many times. But, you know, there is this stigma, um, specifically with women of color and, and Black women, and pain in that for some reason, there is this false truth that Black women can endure more pain um, than our counterparts. And if we broaden that, just in terms of women <laughs> enduring pain, um, and it's okay. And I really want to, to contribute my piece in changing the narrative on that. Um, because that causes a lot of disparities when it comes to black women and the care that they're given, specifically health care. Um, and we saw that in real life with one of the women that I absolutely love and admire, and that was Serena Williams. Um, um, as we know, she is a new mother. She had her baby last September. Shout out to all the September babies. Hey, Virgo's in the house. <laughs> But um, she had her baby, beautiful little baby. And a little background is that Serena is very aware, as you can imagine, being a star athlete of her body and, and any um, conditions that she may have. And one of the things that she has is that she suffers with is, is pulmonary embolism. And this is basically a condition where one or more arteries in the lungs becomes blocked by a blood clot. So what happened in Serena's case is she had an emergency C-section. Um, and the day after her procedure, after her daughter was born, um, she started experiencing shortness of breath. And... Um, because of this, she requested that she have a CT scan and blood thinner because she knows what she needs 
um, whenever she starts experiencing the symptoms of her condition. Um, to double that, uh, she also, you know, in this, in her um, postpartum care, while coughing, um, she, her, her C-section wound opened, and that was also as a result of her condition. So anyway, her initial requests for her CT scan and blood thinner were um, ignored. Um, the the attending nurses and medical staff um, thought that perhaps she was just confused because of the medication and said that perhaps she needed an ultrasound instead. She got an ultrasound, nothing happened. Um, she had to demand <laughs> basically what she needed and eventually um, received the CT scan and it did reveal blood clots. Um, as a result, she returned to surgery um, where a large hematoma, which is a swelling of clotted blood, was found in her abdomen and that resulted in another procedure to present, prevent the clots from traveling to her lungs, followed by six weeks of recovery as a new mother um, as part of her healing process. Now, this is really 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 huge not just because it's our beloved Selena Williams but the Serena Williams but it's the fact that um her her requests were ignored um now now here's something to to pin black women are three times more likely to die from pregnancy or childbirth related causes okay and we are finding in studies and and I was also um, honored to serve on a committee locally here in Houston um, headed up by Dr. Kim Baker um, that this isn't just a big coincidence it has a lot to do with racial bias it also has a lot to do with this stigma about black women and pain and not knowing their bodies and thus requests being ignored. It also has a lot to do with um, us not maybe articulating what is hurting clearly um, because we're enduring more pain than we probably need to be enduring. Um, but the overarching reason is because of just this stigma around pain and black women knowing our bodies and our requests, you know, and our questions being ignored. And all of this is tying together and creating this huge number um, of mortality rates amongst black women if we tie it specifically to to childbirth. But we can see this you know, I think across all types of um, healthcare related incidents. And so, so luckily, um, Serena was a very persistent advocate for herself and was able to get the care that she requested and that she absolutely needed because it was life threatening. And, and, and the scary part is, is that she really could have died and she could have been another statistic had she not been um, persistent and advocated for her health care. And that 
is very, very, very scary. And it is alarming. And I do commend Serena for bringing her story to light and, and raising awareness around this issue. Um, and, and now it's like, now that we know that this is like happening in real life and yeah, it, <laughs> socioeconomical status has nothing to do, um, with making you immune to these, um, experiences as a woman of color and specifically as a black woman. So what can we do for ourselves to stay ahead of this problem? Um, and that's, that's really what I wanted to dive into in this discussion because this is this could be life-saving, right? Well, here are a couple of things that that come to mind and things that I always um, recommend to to my sisters and to women that I work with. First and foremost, as we learned in Serena's story, is she was well aware of her condition. And not only was she aware of her condition, she knew the solution to prevent what she was experiencing from worsening. So first and foremost, let's know our bodies, right? Intuitively, our bodies are going to speak to us and tell us what it needs, right? You know, you know when you're hungry, you know when you're sleepy, you know, you know when you're in pain, um, you know when something is off. Don't ignore those signs. As subtle as they may seem at first, do not ignore those signs. It's so important to have our annual well woman's exams. Um, and I am an advocate for naturopathy and holistic care and measures. I do feel that it's important to have a whole look at yourself, mind, body, and spirit. But whatever path you decide to go on, make sure that you are seeing somebody that you absolutely trust, that has credibility and the right training and credentials to address any of your needs. But know your body, be able to articulate exactly any conditions, if any, that you may have. Um, know your numbers, know your blood pressure, know what your body needs. If you need um, supplements, understand why you need certain supplements. Make sure that you're taking the things that you need. Know your body, know your edge, okay? Know when you are off and your body starts speaking to you and saying, hmm, no, this doesn't feel right. Or there's an ache here that doesn't feel right. Or, you know, um, I haven't changed anything up, but I'm feeling more tired than normal. Whatever the issue is, don't ignore that, you know, and this goes back into putting yourself first. This goes back into self-love self-love and self-care is responding to your self-love. Self-care is self-love in action. So it's the daily nurturing of the relationships we have with ourselves. And it's also responding to anything that's off or not, <laughs> you know, and because you never know what something small 
can gradually grow into and be something really big and out of control. So please know your body, know your edge, know your limits, right? Self-love is the relationship that we have with ourselves, the self-compassion that we express towards ourselves. It's, it's the way that we treat ourselves and wanting a healthy relationship with ourselves. Self-care is nurturing that relationship with ourselves. It's self-love and action. And the best way that we can do that is nurturing on a day-to-day, right? Positive self-talk, affirmation, taking care of our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, and responding when something doesn't seem right. You deserve the best. Don't ignore when things aren't seem right. Go to your doctor. Go to that, that healthcare provider, that that medical doctor, that doctor of naturopath, whatever and whomever that you trust that is credentialed and trained and certified (laughs) to meet your needs. The second thing is, is that we have to change the way that we look at strength, right? Because enduring pain unnecessarily does not equate to strength, right? So this goes for not just physical pain in our body, but emotional pain that we might be enduring. Um, It might go, you know, you may have to cut off (laughs) or build some boundaries around yourself so that you're not unnecessarily dealing and enduring pain, okay? Um, This whole notion that we are not only the rocks, but we can get beat up and beat down and, but you know, we get back up and, and, and it's okay to get beat up and beat down. Now, don't get me wrong. There is always going to be situations where, Hey, we are going to fall down. Right. But if you go up to person A and they knock you down and you get back up, Oh gosh, you did it. You did it. You got back up. You You survived. And then you go to person A again and they knock you down and you get back up. And then you go to person A again and they knock you down and you get back up. And there's a person B, C and D who just want to hug and love on you. But you go to person A because sometimes in situations we become what I call addicted to our pain. And that's not that's not a healthy relationship with ourselves and it's not cultivating a healthy environment to be able to have self-care as our lifestyle. So enduring pain unnecessarily, and I say that because, you know, I attribute, attribute a lot of things to birth, right? Birth physically and metaphysically. When a woman is going through childbirth, there is a measure of pain that she's going to endure. That's part of the process of birthing. But we're not going to sit here and endure pain just because we're trying to be strong. The best thing that you can do when you know that pain is is inevitable in a situation and you have the opportunity to prevent it in your life is to advocate and speak up to prevent that pain or to say, you know what? No, this hurts (laughs) and I don't need to hurt unnecessarily. I don't want to hurt at all, but if I'm not physically 
birthing a baby or I'm not doing something that is requiring me to experience a temporary measure of pain after which I plan to do some nurturing on myself, then I don't really want or need that in my life. Who wants to experience pain on purpose? And we have to stop equating this endurance of pain in our lives as a strong woman. No, I believe that a strong woman is someone that speaks up for herself and says, no, I don't have to endure this pain unnecessarily. And guess what? I won't endure this pain unnecessarily. So I need it to stop. I need that to stop. I need you to stop. I need it to stop. Okay. And that goes into my next point with relationships. Right. Um, I touched on this earlier. I believe that at times because I have been there in my life personally where I have been in a toxic relationship and I hung on to it because the pain that I was experiencing was the last thing and most relevant thing left of the relationship. And there's always this fear of what will happen if it all goes away. The fear of being alone, the fear of will I ever be able to be in a healthy relationship? And so we cannot continue to allow people into our lives that are just going to beat up on us, emotionally drain us. Maybe it's not even they're physically hurting you, but they're emotionally or mentally hurting you. Maybe it's not even that, but just every time they have uh, something to say or text or call, it's always something negative or a downer. And so that's going to affect you and how you're going about your day and your life. And hey, guess what? That is a certain type of unnecessary pain when you're taking on something that doesn't belong to you. You got to let that go. It's time to advocate and say, no, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't work for me. That does not work for me. And when somebody is mistreating you or, you know, purposely, you know, always belittling you or having something negative to say about you, it's time to pull up those boundaries and say, I no longer want to deal with this pain unnecessarily. Protecting our peace above all else is so, so, so important. So whether it be you are at the nail shop (laughs) and and sister or brother is working on your feet or in your hands or what have you. And if they're doing something too hard, hey, that hurts. I need you to stop. Let's regroup. (laughs) I need you to file that a little bit softer or I need you to just chill out for a minute. Okay, so speak up for yourself from the nail shop to massage therapy. Is this pressure too? Yes, this pressure is too hard. (laughs) You know, don't it's, it's interesting how I remember when I got when I started getting my massages um, when I was new to massage therapy. And, you know, the therapist would be working on me and perhaps it was, 
you know, too much pressure. And I didn't initially want to say anything because I didn't want to hurt the therapist's feelings. And that sounds absolutely ridiculous to me now because I'm there for therapy. This is for me. Why am I worried about hurting somebody's feelings? <laughs> but that's just the conditioning that comes with enduring pain unnecessarily. And so, yes, any type of therapist, whether it be your massage therapist, whether it be your your um, therapist that you're going to see, okay, um, if there's a trigger or something or you feel like you're being pushed or, or something's being opened up and you're not ready for that, speak up, speak up and know that you can always change therapists. I know that I have changed doctors in the past when I didn't feel like that my doctor was listening to my needs, when I didn't feel like that my doctor was giving me the attention that I felt like I needed to get. Um, and as a birth doula, I tell my moms all the time, I don't care how many weeks you are, you can always change your provider if you do not feel like your your provider is listening to you and really hearing you and giving you the answers that you need. Um, and if your provider is not supporting the type of birth that you desire, given that, of course, it's not um, compromising the health of you or your baby. That's with any situation. And sometimes, you know, we feel like that our providers, whether they're medical doctors or you're going to get a massage or whatever type of therapy that you're going to get, that we feel like that they are just the final authority. And guess what? If your body, your mind, or your spirit is feeling uneasy about anybody that you choose to have on what I call your holistic healthcare team, then just like you would take your car to another car wash if your car did not get cleaned after you paid for services is the same way that you need to treat every single member of your healthcare team. Um, if they are not meeting your needs, if you don't feel like you're being heard or listened to, it's time to make a change. Just like in personal relationships. If people are not respecting your boundaries or trying to push you into areas that you're not, that it just doesn't meet your needs. If, if people are making you feel less than and they are bringing negativity into your life and speaking negative things on your life, guess what? They can get fired too. <laughs> because here's the thing. You, I am an advocate for forgiveness and I'm definitely an advocate for compassion. But if you don't show yourself compassion, it's really hard to show others that compassion. And forgiveness does not mean that you get to co-sign a continued relationship with an individual or with a certain situation. It means that you are releasing yourself from the bondage of grudge that can cause a whole other slew of issues. So whether you are at your doctor's office, whether you are with your massage therapist, whether you are at the nail shop, whether you are about to go into surgery, whatever the case may be, what, how big or how small the situation may seem, if it hurts, Say that it hurts. If you need more, 
say you need more. If you need less, say what you need. Advocate for yourself and speak your needs. And just like in a situation with birth, make sure that you have individuals around you that are going to support meeting your needs. They're going to help you advocate to meet your needs. It's so important. And in the case with Serena and thousands, okay, we're talking about 50,000 women a year experience this. And for many of them, it's fatal. It is life-threatening or life-saving for us to speak up and say when it hurts, to say when it's enough, to say no more, to say what you need. But we have to know our bodies, know our edge, know our limits. We have to change our definition of strength. And it does not mean the unnecessary endurance of pain. We need to assess our relationships. And if they are fostering a healthy environment for us to have a lifestyle of self-care or if they are (laughs) fostering something very toxic that is going to lead us down a stressful road that will cause another slew of healthcare issues and ailments. And regardless of the situation, regardless of the care, no matter how big or small from the impact Always speak up and say when things are not right and articulate your needs because you are worth it and you deserve the best. And guess what? We want to live our best lives and our best lives are when we are healthy, (laughs) when we feel like that we are being heard and when we have people around us that we can trust and are supporting us living our best lives and having our needs be met. So if you can, at this time, you can close your eyes. And if not, you can just focus on these words. Taking three deep breaths. Love, I am light. I deserve the best. Speaking up for myself is an act of self care. I will speak up for myself. I will say when it hurts. I will create healthy boundaries so that I continue to protect my sacred space and foster healthy relationships. I will continue to have self-compassion, express positive self-talk, I will bring my self-love into action through a lifestyle of self-care. 
I honor my self-care. I honor my self-care. I honor my self-care. All things are working in divine order and for my benefit. And as long as breath is flowing through my body, I have purpose. You can come back to the present moment. If you can, you can wiggle your fingers and toes and blink your eyes. Oh, how divine we are. Oh, how grateful I am for this time and how grateful I am for each of you for joining me and listening to me I can feel the love. (laughs) Well, there's always great things going on. A few announcements. If you are in the Houston area, May 19th, we have Unfiltered Truth being hosted by Andania Mabin here at the studio at the Woman's Earth. And... The Woman's Earth turns five years, June 9th. And on June 9th, we will be celebrating that evening. If you are in the Houston area, traveling to the Houston area, or better yet, we want you to travel. (laughs) And join me and my tribe sisters as we host the fifth anniversary for the Woman's Earth, June 9th, 2018, beginning at 7 p.m., Our theme this year is Caribbean Carnival, and it is going to be a party. So I would love for you to join us. Grab your squad and join us. And also, November 1st through the 6th of this year, the second annual self-love retreat is happening in Tobago, hosted by myself. I'll be facilitating with some of my tribe sisters, It's going to be amazing. The event has sold out, but guess what? There are just a handful of spots I was able to open up, but I can't promise you they'll be available next week this time. (laughs) So the best way to see if they're still there is just to go to thewomansearth.com, thewomansearth.com, click retreats and register and see what happens. We'd love for you to join us. It's going to be amazing. So now that the announcements are out of the way, I just want to thank you again for joining me um, for another episode of the Love Right Now show. If you are experiencing any type of discomfort, pain, or feel like something isn't right, I want you to go get that checked out and I want you to do that right now. If you are in a relationship that is bringing you down and causing you emotional 
um, despair or turmoil. I want you to to create those boundaries and get the support that you need to cut the necessary cords. I want you to do that for yourself right now. If you are feeling uneasy about anything in your past, something that might be weighing down on you that perhaps you just don't know or don't have the tools to deal with, I want you to get the support you need, whether it be therapy, whether it be joining a support group, whether it be picking up the phone and calling somebody that you trust to get some wisdom. I want you to do that. I want you to do that for you right now. And above all else, for yourself, for those that you love, I want you to love let love flow in your life. You deserve it. Love right now. This is J. Pierre Raven, your self-love advocate, and you're listening to the Love Right Now show. Peace and light. for the love.